The world is old and the powers are weary. The god at the door of night has fallen and the great enemy of the world has come back from the timeless void. The shadow has awakened the great evils to regain dominion over Ardar. Darkness shall cover the land if not for the deeds of a small fellowship of elf friends. Join the players of this Dungeons and Dragons campaign as they fulfill the events of the Dagor Daggeron prophecy and strive with Morgoth on the plains of Valinor. Welcome to the Undying Lands in Part 3 of the Inglorian Bastards Trilogy, Trials of the Valar. Well, let's let's talk first before you decide. Um, you, you can do all sort of the level up stuff, even hit, roll hit dice um, for your, your extra level without actually doing a long rest in this case. Um, it's, it's up to you. Um, it might have consequences. Um, but I just, so here's the scene. So first of all, uh, just, just so Vic is caught up. Here is the octogram of Ilmarin with the tasks, the the, the uh, trials that you've done. You've done the trial of Ulmo, of Vanya, of, of Irmo, uh, or Lorien, uh, the trial of Vanya. Um, so you've done four. You have four to go. Um, you can tell who who which of the which of the Valar you've done the trials for because they are no longer sort of dormant in the slumber state, weak, uh, weakened. Um, the the ones that are weakened are by their thrones, just kind of sitting there, lifeless, uh, sort of moving magic in the non-existent breeze um, but all the ones that you've sort of freed by doing their trials are standing right just behind the portal along with Tilian, the carrier of the moon and Arian, the carrier of the sun um, in addition you see Ingwe uh, Vic have you have you seen this before no. this, this map okay so that's kind of why I'm describing it here so Ingwe is the he's uh, the, the high king of all of the elves but he's he's king of one of the tribes of the elves that you're familiar with because they live closest to the Valar, uh, called the Vanyar. Yeah, uh, I remember that. So they're the Vanyar, the Teleri, and the Noldor elves that are um, sort of the elves that came over. There's all different kinds of elves here now um, because it's so far advanced in the timeline of Arda. Uh, but these were the three main ones. Uh, and Ingwe, the High King, has been kind of your guide here uh, in the palace um, I don't think I ever showed you what it looks like here. Um, Tani Quetel is the name of, of the palace, and it looks like uh, this. Ooh. On, on the highest peak in the world, um, so Tani is the is the is the peak, and Ilmarin uh, is the name of the palace. Um, so you you come here, and um, the tree is over here now that's sort of still sort of kind of moving around, um, and then you you see one other person who you haven't seen in a long time, and he looks very different. Um, did you have a different picture for him, or are we gonna abandon that, Vic? Oh, well, this was kind of a joke here, but I'll uh, I'll, I'll say since I'm a resurrected celestial. <laughs> oh, let's see oh jeez <laughs> nice hey uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh he would be Kurt Russell would be so pissed man uh, alright so uh, and for Charlie who hasn't seen him before uh, Okrin um, what is a bard you know what a bard is Charlie yes I do Okay, I know you've played before. I'm sorry, I don't mean to. No, 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 no. no. Um, so he he is actually an immortal being who felt he fell in one of the fights, uh, mostly mostly for like uh, dramatic effect because Vic wasn't here. Um, but Vic and I had a had a plan for his character, uh, and I I don't I don't think I told you what the plan.
plan was though, Vic, did I just said, trust me? Yep. That's all he said. All right. So, so he, um, when, when Vic passes on, uh, in that battle, he, um, he wakes in like an all white location, which, um, kind of like Gandalf did as he fell out of the world. And, um, he, um, he was basically given another body. Um, and you know, s- some of your memories are fuzzy. Um, but you come, you come back with an item, uh, and I'll, I'll share it with everybody. And then you can, you can tell, um, the thing that I shared with you, you can tell the people, um, what it is and, and sort of why you have it if you want. Uh, so okay. yeah, uh, that's cool. he presents this to the group. Hey. Yeah. And as I'm, as I'm carrying that, I look over to, uh, to more Loman and I say that you man in black, <laughs> this, this, is, <laughs> this is meant for you. Uh, this is the crown of Kuromo. Iro is giving you the chance to change your fate and to be the keeper of the sacred fire. Oh boy. You guys are all a little nervous at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, plus four staff. What does that mean? It just, it, uh, <laughs> anything that he casts with the staff, um, I, I believe it just, it just, uh, it sort of gives it a bonus, right? Like yep. to attack, to yeah. attack rolls? Yep. Well, attack rolls or spells or whatever. Yep. Does it raise the DC of the... Uh, I don't know about that. I don't I think... think. It just does four extra damage. Yeah, I don't think oh, so. Oh, it's damage, not attack rolls? I think well, it's... attack rolls, yes. I think it's both attack and damage. Oh, okay. Damage. I'm just curious. You shall not... So it's, um, so if you guys know the story... Uh, well it's not the whole staff so it's 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 just the crown so part of it just the tip yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes um so yeah you you while you're here you can you can affix it to something um maybe we'll pull a groot and the the awakened tree will offer you a branch um hot uh, but but whatever. So so the story goes right when Saruman was, uh, uh, I believe it when it was was when he was slain. Although it could have been before that. It was basically when Gandalf. I think Gandalf broke his staff. Yeah, he just yeah. looked at him. He said, "Your staff is broken." <laughs> Um, and and so yeah so he he basically uh it's the tip of the staff um um, so if you also remember when gandalf uh said he was the the keeper of the sacred flame um the flame of arnor or the flame imperishable it's true you know i thrash um what so marloman uh john you can kind of add this to your if you accept it um you know you might not i mean you're this creature of darkness right but you know you've been on this quest now and uh you know maybe you know maybe serving the good guys is not all bad right i don't know what you're thinking no i, I think i would gladly take it so so okrin uh who was your kind of he was your original tour guide around this the the blessed realm because he's been here before so he knew a lot of the people um he showed you around kind of and then he fell and now he's back uh to aid you in your quest now might be a good time to review the prophecy cards um so let me share that with you so i'm just going to do the we'll do the first one first right so um so this is the prophecy of mondo's part one right so this describes the timeless void and and basically morgoth coming back right um okay and that the last battle will be on the fields of valinor okay part two describes who's going to be in the battle tolkis uh aonwe turin turambar um, now, Turin Turinbar's spirit is inside of Faradir, and, a- and uh, MJ's character, Zelendor, is the is the avatar of Aonwe. 
you still haven't brought Tolkis into this. You've heard his name before, but you haven't done anything with him yet. There, there's actually a, a trial uh, that you have to do. I think it's the trial of Tolkis. Um, and then the part three here. Uh, sorry if I'm not sharing with you, these with you, but part three is... Um, Therefore shall the earth be broken and remade, and the Silmaril shall be recovered out of air and earth and sea. For Feanor, uh, who created the Silmarils, shall sunder them willingly to Yavanna, and will rekindle the two trees, and a great light shall come forth, and the mountains of Valinor shall be leveled, so that the light shall go out all over the world. And in that light the Valar will grow young again, and the, the elves awaken, and all their dead arise. So I think that might describe sort of what you're going for, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah, so, so I guess Ingwe would come up and say, um, now that we have, you know, he says we have the two trees, but that's not entirely true, right? Because Tessero is, has not become a tree yet. Totally. Um, he's, uh, he's almost there. Actually, your dexterity needs to go down by one more Tessero. Uh, and so he's becoming more and more true and you, your hit points obviously increase uh, new tree form by 10. Um, nice. So he, he's saying that, but, but Ingwe looks at Tessero and says, you know, we're, we're getting to the point where you got, we have to figure out what we're going to do about this because, um, you know, the last thing we need is to lose a, an ally against Morgoth. Um, but we also need to keep, we, we got to stop putting this tree in danger, right? Uh -huh. So we got to figure out what we're going to do about that. Um, we, you know, he, he says, you know, I, we should try to remove the cloak, you know, um, but it, we could do it now. Um, and it will, it, it may, you know, the less that it's fused with you, um, probably the less damage it's going to do. If the longer we wait, the more damage it's going to do. However, that cordial that we talked about, Miravore, we don't have that yet. So we could wait until we have the elixir and that might actually help the damage. But again, if we wait for that, um, you know, that could be even, that could do even more damage trying to remove the cloak from you. So he, he kind of asked you guys what you want to do about that. Basically, do we vote to remove the cloak with all the damages that go along with it or not? Uh, What's that? Basically, are you asking us to decide if we remove the cloak or not? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think you guys should decide at this point whether you're going to, he's suggesting remove it. This is the first time someone was like, all right, we got to do something about this. Let's remove it. And so he's saying, if we do it now, it's going to do a lot of damage, like enough that it might actually kill him. Um, uh, and, and so I'm going to give you the damage total, uh, and, and you can kind of decide whether you want to go forward, but he said you could also wait until, has, until three health left. So like, as long as it's like more than four damage, he's done, right? Well, I mean, if well, you do a long rest or something, or heals, right. right. could also do heals. Exactly. Yeah. I could already, yeah. So it'd probably be better to heal first anyway. So, so let me, let me tell you the mechanics of this. So today, if you do it today, it's going to do 35 D10 damage, um, and which you could survive, but you also might not survive. Uh, and if you if you get creative with it, right? So you do you like start to peel it off, and you start rolling the damage, and then you're like, no, I'm going to do a rest for every for every um, for every like hit dice that you use. Um, you're going to lose one dexterity. Are you you doing some tests? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 5 d10 that's how it is it's 5.5 oh, times on average it's 5.5 times 35 so yeah but 184 <laughs> yeah that would kill me yeah but i can also heal 
Yeah. So if you so basically, if you interrupt this progression, um, they're saying you, it's, it has to be like you have to basically remove it all at once. And if you do it slowly, or if if you're using like let's say hit dice, or people are healing you along the way, you will continue to every time that happens, you will continue to lose dexterity. What if like literally like they're healing me as it's being pulled off? Is that possible? Um, like we don't pause, we just heal. Uh, Does anyone have a spell that... Ingwe says... I have, I have the healing spirit, so I could just stand next to that. But Ing- that's not going to heal me that much. Ingwe um, is pretty sure that um, this is best done without interrupting. Uh, he says, I'm not sure what would happen if, if you try that. He, he, Can I regenerate him? Or resurrect him, rather? Is those spells available to me? Because I have raised dead or resurrection. No, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> I used to have raised dead. Is that not an option? No, you... So they... No. Okay. No, no one... That's cool. What if it kills him but doesn't actually like completely kill him? Like his hit points are zero, but he's not. Well, he wouldn't be dead, right? But if we kill him, what's your max hit points? Uh, well, my hit points in my normal form are one twenty-five, and I I don't think I can I can take the cloak off in guardian form though. But uh, that's two twenty-one. Okay, so if you're if you're one twenty-five in your normal form and you take the cloak off, if you take two hundred and fifty points of damage, you're dead because it has to be a hundred percent of your damage beyond. Zero. I think that's the, uh, the idea. So, by rule of numbers, you're not going to die if we heal you to max. However, is there something that we can uh, put on him that we can cast a spell for him to take less damage, like a rage or something like that? Temporary hit points. We'll get uh, damage. Is it? Can we? Can we give him like a resistance or anything? Yeah, we could give him a resistance, maybe. Um, so again, Ingwe has given you guys a recommendation. Um, he's suggesting you not interfere with it. Um, you could still try and try to justify it and everything. Um, well, what about a resistance? Would that be an, an awful thing? I I know what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> you're welcome to to try any of this. <laughs> All right. Well, let's leave him alone. He dies. Well, but he also doesn't have to do it right now. Um, wow. He can also. So the what's the the other option is waiting until you can restore the wells of Varda. And can re can make that that cordial the miravore, mm-hmm. um, right? When the when the dew from the two trees start falling into the wells again. Now we should discuss that. So you you said that the next trial that you want to do is the trial of um, what was it? The trial of Varda, right? To whichever to... one restores the wells of Varda, right? <laughs> So there's a there's a caveat to that. Um, so she's saying that. She's not sure that just by having the trees and having the trees sort of having the dew from the trees fall um, will, um, first of all, the two trees aren't really in final form, right? Because Tessero isn't tree bound or isn't root bound. Um, but that she's not sure that just having the two trees and having the dew fall like it did, you know, thousands of years ago will sort of bring the wells back to full form. Um, so she, um, I, I guess, I guess it's not she, uh, Ingwe would be tell, telling you this. Um, he says, I'm not, I'm not really sure what to do. Uh, and I guess Yavana would also be talking with you. Yavana is sort of like the nature God. Um, she, she thinks that if there was some way that you could re- reclaim that water that was originally stolen, that, that maybe that would help. Does anyone remember what happened to the wells, the well of Arda? <coughs> they were drank by Uncle Ryan. They were drank by Uncle Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Not a freaking giant spider. Yeah. No, the spider queen or something. So big that Morgoth was afraid. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, and John, that thing that I whispered you, um, yeah, I also had a vision and 
saw a thousand eyes of darkness heading to a lush hilltop. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. A thousand eyes of darkness. That sounds yeah. Like a thousand of them. I I counted them all. Seems like an unnecessary number of eyes. Did you count them a few times? <laughs> I'm very make- sure it's exactly one thousand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate so does that does, does, does that place what's the lush hilltop? Does the does the place sound familiar to anyone? Lush hilltop. Lush hilltop. That's commentary. Is that um, like it's uh, probably so? This palantir is supposed to look back out on Metalurus, right? Or is this a different one? This palantir, no one was sure what it did, um, but it, it had given John a few visions. He originally saw a creature of darkness. Um, uh, what, what did you see in it? Do you remember, John? I don't remember that. I believe it was right. a, a creature of darkness. Uh, I think in a mountainous region, I think is what he saw. Uh, and I think maybe he saw himself holding the Palantiri at one point. Um, but this is, this is the first vision he's seen in a while. And it's basically, um, what he, the way he describes it is, um, it's almost like, like first person, like, like a video game, right? He sees a mountainous region and he sees a, he sees a valley and then he see, and then the next thing he sees is like a really lush, uh, sort of beautiful, uh, hilltop um and and i think the more he would describe it uh the more the person named after this hill would recognize it so azelindor um you would recognize what he's describing as azelohar which is this oh that's where the two trees grew also where Ungoliant originally drank the wells of Varda dry. So this is what you see. So you guys can discuss what, what do you think is going on. A thousand Eyes of Darkness where she drank the well dry. So How do we know if that's like in the present, past, or future? It happened in the past. Well, the, what's the, uh, is it prophecy? Maybe it's saying like we need to make sure that that doesn't happen right when we fill the wells back up. So, you, so John, you see this—you see this lush valley and this hill from a mountainous region. Um, that's that's your vantage point. Um, uh, so, um, so as you're des- describing this, um, probably either Vanya or Yavana would come forward. Uh, by the way, uh, Okarin, your your uh, Valar is actually in the same room as you right now, which is kind of cool. What's up, lady? Um, so Yavana would say that that the scene that you're describing is is definitely a Zelohar and the mountainous region um, she thinks is po- is possibly this land. Uh, if somebody wants to read that, somebody's lighting a fire. Mighty mountain, mountain to the south of the east of Valinor, looming over both Avatar and the Valley of the Valar. It was the peak that Morgoth and Angoliant climbed over before creeping into Valinor to destroy the trees. Is that clear? Did I sound like too much of an ass? No, that's good. Higher Mentir. So, so John, you would know this peak, Higher Mentir, is the sort of the highest peak in uh, in Avatar. Um, it's it's the peak that sort of uh, makes your land so shadowy and and so delicious to you. Um, and um, and 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 she, Yavana, can't believe that that this is happening now. If it's actually happening now, she says that Ungoliant was said to be in Middle Earth. 
Um, so if if Ungali, if this is Ungali and he's back in the Blessed Realm, she must have had help getting here, which means that Morgoth has already regained enough strength to begin assembling allies. Yeah. So you guys will have to de- you have to decide whether you think this is happening now, and if so, you know, basically Ungaliant is if it's happening now, Ungaliant is here in the mountain range looking down on Azelohar where the trees are going to be planted. Um, and so you'll have to make a decision whether you want to do a long rest or a short rest. I don't think we can really risk if it's now or not. Um, let me see if I, you'll let, let me have this spell here. Uh, it's called Catnap. It basically takes 10 minutes to do a short rest. Oh, I have that too. Yeah, that'll work. I think you said it, yeah. Yeah, so you guys basically just have to decide if you think this is happening now. Um, you know, what do you think Ungoliant's end game is? Like, if this is Ungoliant? It's kind of frightening. The the Valar actually uh, seem to be pretty nervous. Um, Yavanna and Lorian and Olmo they, and, and Vanya would, um, would be, is actually, they're actually nervous that, um, that Ungoliant would come to Ilmarin here. Oh, they're going to leave those that lovely hilltop and come here. Well, that's they seem to be because they're not at full strength. Um, there's a white tree here and a and a gold tree here. It seems like maybe Morgoth is trying to, you know, deliver a final blow. Um, yeah, Galia wants to devour all light. I'm curious. I mean, are you going to try to take off the thing? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, did you say so? If we have the water stuff, uh, is it? You said it can it can maybe heal me too, or it will might not do as much. Uh, the longer you wait, the more damage it's going to do. However, the healing elixir of the Valar is is very powerful, and it has healing and restorative properties. So it would do more damage, but also I would be healed a little bit too. You think? Yeah, you're not exactly sure of the mechanics of it, but yeah, you, they're they've been talking about this elixir for you for a couple of sessions now. And if we go to this place, there's a chance that we could get it. Or oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, you guys are sort of connecting the dots now. Um, so who would know this? So maybe um, I guess Lorian would would say, um, who's also called Irmo, would say that um, the wells of Varda reside inside of Ungoliant. Although, while Ungoliant lives, it is tainted that perhaps spilling the blood of Ungoliant, um, you know, and collecting that and bringing it back to the wells would somehow, um, you know, feed the well, rekindle the well. So we don't have to kill him, we just need to steal his blood. Uh, he says, he says, I'm not sure. I'm, you know, as long as Ungoliant lives, Ungoliant is a, is a threat to, to all, you know, the things of the light. The Azelohar and the trees and the well will always be, um, you know, Ungoliant has basically an unquenchable desire to, to eat and to devour. Uh, so this is like prime place. This is like buffet for Ungoliant. Hail Vanya full of grace. Yeah. Cool. All right, so let's decide here um, whether we're doing whether you're taking off the cloak, whether you're doing a long rest. They know how close I am to turning into a tree. Uh, how many dexterity points do you have left? I have fourteen. All right, um, so you're about fourteen uh, dexterity points away from turning into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> You still got lots of room. Yeah, okay, but yeah. but uh, uh, eventually you're going to be dog shit in combat. <laughs> I 
Um, so you know, based on these trials, that you need both the trees, the Silmarils, and the well to be filled. Except there's a problem. You have one of the trees that you can sort of root. Mm -hmm. What's the problem with the other tree? It's up walking around. <laughs> yeah. Right? So if you want the elves to be reawakened, if you if you want the light to cover the land, if you want the Pelori mouths to be leveled, if you want your black sword back, right? If you want the cure to cancer. <laughs> if you want Miravore to be made, right? Like... There, you know, there are some things that need to happen. Right, so Max, Max, do you want to risk? Do you want to try taking it off now or after we fight her? Those are the only. Those are like about spicy. Massive damage can kill you instantly. When damage reduces you to zero hit points, and then there is damage remaining, you die for remaining damage equals or exceeds your hit point maximum. So it sounds like you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we just right, let's go. Let's go. Max is saying we go. We go. Go, go where? Go. I think we should oh, risk go. it. All right. Let's get the best. Uh, okay, let's go. Let's I'm gonna heal it up. So, yeah, have you healed okay. yet, Tessera? No, I'm gonna heal. Or right, should we should do a short rest? Yeah, and, and cat nap? at least yeah, at least a short nap. rest. Oh, cat nap. Yeah. Jared, how do I take this staff thing? Okay, yeah. So, um, let's one thing at a time, though. Let's let's do if if, if he's gonna roll roll this now. Let's. Um, are, you, are you doing it? There's your cat nap. No, I'm gonna do that. No, we're gonna go is what he said. But we're gonna cat nap and then we'll right. look for someone with a thousand eyes, a thousand legs, and stinger. <laughs> her uh, in the boat. So whoever else has less than max hit points. Uh, the roll of Why? Because he gave you a long rest, right? No, no, no short rest. Sure. Give you a short rest in ten minutes. More fifty more hit points. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, that's good. And then you got fifty more hit points. And yeah. also, I guess before we get rolling, I should indicate that I think we get an extra twenty-two hit points because I'm going to uh, tell you a story of where I've been. Yeah. So, so you, you're doing the trial of Varda now. Yeah. So you would have the trial of Tolkas. Remember, Tolkas is the other person that's mentioned in the in in the the other Valar, I should say, not person mentioned in the prophecy that fights against Morgoth. Yeah. Let's go grab his ass. Um, yeah. There's, there's the trial of Aule, which is to reforge uh, Enguinor, I think is the name of the chain that bounds Morgoth, that binds Morgoth. Yeah, that's lame. Um, which Burn might want to do because it involves going back to Middle Earth and to dwarf territory. Um, and the trial of Orome, which is going to be a new kind of experience for everybody because it it is to go to the birthplace of the elves um, and to try to uh, learn the music of the Ainur. Oh, I can do that. What is the music going to do for us? Well, uh, Marco, you want to tell them about the Ainulindere? <laughs> you mean the Bible? <laughs> Well, the, the actual... Basically, uh, yeah. they sung the universe into being or whatever. Or maybe it was just the world, I don't remember. But we'll have to sing another song when Morgoth is defeated. I, I believe wow. this is in the prophecy as well. Um, so if you're asking about that trial, um, I um, I guess maybe one of the Valar would share this with you. Part four of the prophecy. And it looks like some of this may have come true already. Um, someone has been gifted as the keeper of the sacred fire, and that's more Loman. But you certainly, yeah. you certainly wouldn't know where to begin to join the Ainur, which are the Valar and the and the people like uh, Okrin. Uh, you wouldn't know how to begin the music of the Ainur, and so that's that trial. So where where would you, after the the trial of Varda, sure. what would you do? Everyone gives me my sword then. <laughs> So the way that it's probably going to work is that um, once the well and the trees are rekindled, assuming 
assuming you guys separate Tessero from his cloak, um, that's going to trigger the events in the prophecy part three and the elves will reawaken and, um, you know, the, the events of the prophecy will basically unfold. And once the elves are free, you can implore them to recreate. Uh, remember we talked about how there are only a few people that could reforge your sword. And so you'll you'll have to you'll have to sort of ask them to reforge the sword. Okay, so that's gonna happen. They change this one. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It may. Let's do uh, Tolkis then. Well, I have to do. Yeah, I think either Tolkis or Alley. Probably Tolkis, and then Alley, and then Orme seems the least pressing. <laughs> okay. Cool. So I'll I'll plan for Tolkis after this. So um, the the trial of Tolkis involves you going to Thangoradrum. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do you guys remember Thangoradrum? No. Uh, let me share that with you. The stronghold of Morgoth during the First Age, the underground stronghold hewn into three volcanoes in the Angband region. The stronghold was crushed under the weight of the massive dragon uh, and Caligon. Caligon, take me away. So remember when remember when Turin traveled to Thangoradrum to, to reawaken the dead body of Ancaligon? Um there was something else there was something else that he set into motion. Are you guys ready now? Are you ready to travel? Do it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is where we're going to start. Uh, you guys are on top of Azelohar, the the hill in which Azelandor is named after the, the hill of the two trees and the home of the well of Varda. And we lose this dexterity. And so it, it becomes stationary. It's at night, and you you uh, you just feel like the night is moving around you. Um, so we'll I'll let hey, you. This is the, uh, it's a lush hilltop that I saw. What's that? Is it the lush hilltop that I saw in the vision? Correct. We don't see, we don't see a thousand eyes of darkness yet. Not currently. Um, but I'm going to let you guys get into position um, and then uh, and then we'll start Can the fight next time. Yep. yep. I think we uh, form a human pyramid. Form a human pyramid? <laughs> on top because my strength is fine. <laughs> Alright, and that's where we're in for tonight. Right on 11. Alright, very cool. Thank you so much. Though this marks the end of the episode, the road goes ever on. Until next time, join us at longwinded.one and consider giving us a review on Apple Music, Spotify, or really whichever platform you choose. 